enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Alexandria, and I will be your host as we share our thoughts on Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. If you haven't finished the first season, save this episode for later and come back because there will most definitely be spoilers. If this is your first time tuning into the Temple of Geek Podcast, welcome. The Temple of Geek podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeks from the Temple of Geek team. Here we cover all manner of geek and pop culture news and events. To our returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. We really appreciate you being here. With me today are three special guests. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Can you briefly introduce yourselves to our listeners and tell them a little bit about you? Hi there. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. My name is JJ. You can find me on TikTok under Lady Dragon JJ and on Twitter, Lady Dragon JJ. I talk about nerdy things, A Song of Ice and Fire, Marvel, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, whatever is nerdy and interesting to me, you'll hear me talk about it. So that's me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really excited to be here. Uh, my name is Suhaila. Uh, on TikTok and Instagram, I'm Suze Theories. And I talk about a variety of different nerdy things as well, similar to JJ, specifically like Star Wars, Marvel, anything that has to do with like sci-fi and comedy and fantasy. I'm, I'm always talking about it. Um, I do like video reactions as I'm watching TV. Uh, crazy theories and earrings. My name is a Star Wars Kari, aka Star Wars Tia, and same as JJ and Suhaila. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter, same handle as Star Wars Tia. And I do all nerdy content as well. Anything, you know, cool and interesting to talk about. Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Rings of Power, House of the Dragon, all of that good stuff. Awesome. So I would like to start with just everyone's like overall thoughts on the first season. Season finale's out. We know we're getting more, but I just want to know what where everyone landed by the end of the series. I would say I would rate this season, I would say seven out of ten. Um, it had a lot of good moments, but there were a couple of things that I had issues with. But overall, I think it's a it, it makes me want to go back and rewatch the season. That's how I know I enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And it definitely, I want to see more. Those are my two measures. Do I want to see it again? Or mm-hmm. am I excited for the next chapter? Yeah. So if, it's, if, I, if I answer yes to both of those questions, I enjoy the show in, uh, in majority of it. So, um, but yeah, those are my general thoughts right now about the season. Solid seven and a half out of 10. Awesome. Nice. I also really enjoyed it overall. I think it had some really beautiful moments. The, the scenery was amazing. And the relationships, I think, is what made this show really enjoyable for me. We had several different types of relationships that just, like, you know, hit home. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're really yep. emotional, which we were really awesome. I think the story, um, like, had a little bit of bumps, but they, they definitely wrapped it, like, really well towards the end. And I'm also looking forward to the next season. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Cool. Awesome. Um, I also enjoyed the show very much. Um, I think that one of the biggest things for me was, since I'm not a book reader, I I, I appreciated, you know, kind of how they explain things um, for many of us that don't know much about the lore, except for, the, like, the movies. And it, it was easy to follow for me um, with the everybody's storyline. And like Suhaila said, I think the relationships of the characters, you know, in their individual little groups was one of my favorite parts, especially um, the relationship between Elrond and Durin. Yes. And the Hardfoots for me. Oh, 100%. The Hardfoots were like 
yes. you know, one of the highlights <laughs> of the whole story. They were beautiful. The, it, to me, the Harfords were very much what, you know, kind of the whimsical fantasy thing that we kind of think about when we think about Tolkien and stuff, with, mm-hmm. you know, concerning nature and the little cute creatures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was that was it for me. Awesome. Well, I mean, this was a question later, but we'll jump right there because I think everyone mentioned it. Um, I I also love, love, love the relationships and how they were written in this show. In watching the relationships in Rings of Power, do you have one that sticks out as impacting the overall story more than the others? Um, Definitely you're going to see Elrond and Durin. That's an Mm -hmm. important one, being Mm -hmm. that that they hold access to the to Mithril. Mithril. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big yeah. one. But also, um, I don't think that we are done between the dynamic between Galadriel and Halbrand. Yes. yes. That, that's a very important one. And that one was sort of like always on the edges. Mm-hmm. One of those relationships that you don't know if, if it's, it's going to go either really great or it's just going to be terrible. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, that's what made it so compelling. So, and then the Harfoots, everything about uh, Nori and the stranger and the way that they sort of are secluded tr- tribe of people traveling sort of nomadic lifestyle. And then they all of a sudden they accept this complete stranger into their lives I, because all of them are yearning for a little bit of adventure. Right. So I love that. that but Elrond and Durin to me are probably a top of the line there because in some of the quotes and some of the dialogue between them felt most real. Yeah. Like, you know, like I, that was my biggest complaint about the show. Like none of the conversations feel, uh, is, is that right? We're genuine here. Maybe not, but like, are real people going to have these conversations? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, like yeah. Elrond, and, uh, Elrond and Durin feel like, you know, they're friends and they're talking like friends. There's no yeah. grandeur. So mm-hmm. I, I really appreciated that dynamic quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that, that dynamic really like shone through during the season. And I think was one of the most powerful relationships and dynamics and like went through a lot of different um, maybe not stages, but moments um, and mm-hmm. different, like, you can see that they have a lot of history, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of the other relationships, um, aside from just the elves in general together, didn't really have a lot of that history. It was all kind of new, but yeah. I think that depth and, and Galadriel and Elrond as well. Um, the oh, two yeah. of them, yeah. like, the history that they share. Oh, yeah. I, I know that there's going to be more between them, especially with how things ended. And <laughs> like, that, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good <laughs> point. Just, That's like, a good call. In general, um, <laughs> like we got hints, like we got bits and pieces and like a few scenes between the various elves, but we haven't seen all of them like really interact and really have conflict that they are like, you know, mm-hmm. on different sides of. Um, we got a hint of that in the last, in the finale, but. Yes. We're going to probably see a lot more of that. And then The Stranger with uh, the Harfoots, however that pans out, like that is obviously going to be a really important storyline moving forward. Um, In that relationship, I think we're going to see a lot more. Like that relationship, I think, hit, I don't know, it was was really, like as soon as I saw The Stranger interacting with Nori, it was just like super emotional for me. Yes. Um, And I I really Mm -hmm. love that. And like they both kind of brought the best out of each other. So I I hope we see more of that and, and it'll be interesting to see how they affect the overall story. Yeah. So you, I just want yeah. to like echo what you said about bringing up the best out of each other. Nori seeking adventure, him representing that uh, unknown, the adventure, mm-hmm. and he's seeking closeness and friendship and companionship, which she offers. Mm-hmm. And like yes. they want to risk their lives for for him, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I so I didn't interject. I just want to. <laughs> I no, forgot for to sure. my talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, again, same sentiment as the other, um, as JJ and Suhaila, uh, Elrond and Durin 
had like the most, I guess in this season, the most uh, in, like intimate relationship mm-hmm. when it comes to being yes. friends um, and stuff. And I think I, I liked it, especially because we don't get to see much bromances like this in shows. Right. Yes. You know, between two guys just like caring that much for each other. Like during a crime because he thinks he's gonna lose his friend mm-hmm. and oh, he feels helpless that he can't like he he knows that he can do something about it, but his hands are tied. Like that was so beautiful mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. The way he was willing just to defy his father, the exactly. king. Yes. Yeah, like that, that friendship huge. must mean so much to him that for him to go after his father and basically insult his dad in a lot of ways. Yeah, you're you're yeah. you're old and you're behind times. We have to do something different. And then during yeah. and the just third, right? he, yeah. yeah, and go against you know what his and go behind his dad's back, back. basically. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna do whatever it takes for my friend, and you know. um, and then a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these shows with, you know, friendships like this, they don't show that type of intimacy. And, you know, because mm-hmm. guys would be like, oh, that's so like, you know, G word or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like that's their type of thinking and stuff. Right. But um, I, I'm, I'm glad that they showed it. So that way uh, mm-hmm. we know that I guess two guys can have that type of relationship and it doesn't have to always be something else, you know? Yeah. They can be emotional. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. can cry in front of your friend. You can tell them, you miss my children's birth. You miss yes. their birthdays. Oh you miss my, my birthday. For you, 20 years means nothing. For me, it's a life. Oh, that dude, line, that was, I thought that about that line for a week. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the so hurt good. that Duran was expressing in that moment. And like, yes, it was like coming from a place of anger, but it was coming from like a place of like hurt and hurt. loss, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He missed him for so long. So, and to Elrond, it's like, you know, no big yeah. deal because elves live <laughs> virtually forever. We're immortal, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I also, I, I want to bring up Disa as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yep, yep. No, no, no. No, no, I just wanted to say that I like that they're holding, like, you know, that's how you hold, you know, a friend accountable. Yes. And, you know, that you you have to talk these things out. And I I absolutely Mm -hmm. love that as well about the dialogue because he was holding him accountable for it. Not being the best friend that he could have been. Healthy communication and healthy Mm -hmm. expression of emotion between two basically men. Like men, coded men. You know what I mean? Like Like, you don't see that often in media, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. It's, it's something that Tolkien is specifically very good at it, it, it showing male friendships. Um, mm-hmm. Because if you look at even just the other adaptations, I mean, the entire company of dwarves and Bilbo in The Hobbit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, Legolas and, and Legolas um, and Gimli specifically. Yeah. So, so that relationship between dwarves and elves. <laughs> Yeah, that relationship between dwarves and elves was, it's a nice parallel to Lord of the Rings. And I think one thing Rings of Power did really well was Mm -hmm. show us that uh, these are repeated storylines, like, because that's how the world works. We repeat history all the time. And so for them to kind of show the parallels between this set of characters and Lord of the Rings was, was really, really cool for me. And I mean, it's just Sam and Frodo themselves. Oh yeah. That was like, the oh, right, epitome yeah. of mm-hmm, romance mm-hmm. of friendship between two guys and and you would think that sam is probably like enamored with him and stuff but no he just loves him that much yeah that yeah. but and as you know as his friend he cares that him. much big time yeah and you said like it, uh, the cycle repeats itself and it's also a, such a good way to bridge 
bridge the audience into what we know, which oh, is absolutely. the trilogy and the Hobbit. So if you kind of establish those relationships that are already familiar, it's going to feel more familiar, especially since this is said what thousands of years prior to the events. Yeah, most audience mm-hmm. familiar with. Yeah. So it's it was a nice bridging for sure. Right. Yeah, I think that's something that they did really well. Um, now, we've kind of talked about before that none of us are really book people. I have a very surface-level knowledge surface of, level. <laughs> of the history of Middle-earth. Um, so we tend to place less weight on it as an adaptation and watch it just as a show. Mm-hmm. But because the source material does kind of exist, how important do you think accuracy to the source material is? So right now I am going through the creation portion of Similarian. Okay. <laughs> I, oh, I, 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 have, so... I reread it 17 times. I keep going back so I can remember Iru <laughs> <laughs> Eluvatar, the Valar, the Ainur, the Malkor, and yeah. Morgoth, and Aya, and Arda. It's, yeah. been a, it's been a journey, let me tell you. This is an extremely dry book that is sort of just narrating you yep. names and events. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to captivate you. It's not going to capture you. So to me, I have some, like you said, surface level. I read Lord of the Rings trilogy years ago, eons ago. Red Hobbit, that's a children's book, basically. Yes, it, <laughs> it goes really fast. It, really, it truly is a children's book. It's basically 100 pages and they made three movies out of it, which I'll never understand why. But uh, <laughs> I'm in that camp too. You're good. <laughs> Right, right. Like this book I mean, fits in my pocket. What do you mean? <laughs> Let me make three three hour movies out of it. Like, no, <laughs> that was a, such a mishap in my opinion. I love the first one, but uh, the other two did not sit well with me. Yeah. Like, I talk about a Song of Ice and Fire a lot, and I talk about the HBO's adaptation of Game of Thrones. On the surface, it captured the essence of the world. The problem for me arises when you kind of miss on a little bit of the magic of it, a little bit of the nuances, mm-hmm. a little bit of this, a little bit of the creation, a little bit of these details. And I think The Rings of Power is kind of doing a similar thing. It's trying to pull the familiarity of the like the lore parts into the show. Right. But they're cha- but they're changing it because they don't have the full rights to the similarian. So it's going to be a lot of sort of, um, how would I say, different reiterations of it. And if you're a hardcore book purist, you will not have fun with this. So, and if you're at that point, just don't watch. Um, That's Mm -hmm. sort of how I feel about like House of the Dragon right now. It's adapting a history that's unreliable text in fully. And people are expecting it to be word for word on the, on the show. So. Which just to be clear is not how screenwriting works in any medium, let alone adapting literal history books. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like Mm -hmm. none of it is going to translate off of the, off of the page onto the screen. A lot of it's going to be cut. You got to keep it tight and Mm -hmm. you got to keep the narration moving and you got to keep the pace going. So to to me, like if you imagine capturing the, the, the full extent of Similarian, Go. Who's going to watch that? Probably nobody. nobody. going to die. It's a documentary on Middle Earth and I don't care anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, if you're a hardcore book for purist and a, and a lore nerd, yeah, you might not have a good time with it. But if you just let it go and, and you separate the two, mm-hmm. it's two different fictional mediums, you can have a great time. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. Sorry, yeah, that's something I had to learn. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's something that I learned at a really young age, um, having been like a very avid like fantasy book reader and then seeing movies being adapted after I'd read the books. And like initially I was like upset at the changes they would make. And then later I was like, you know what? These are, 
separate. I need I need to separate these. Um, I I haven't read uh, the Lord of the Rings or the similar Silmarillion, but I do know from uh, Lord of the Rings creators online kind of the changes that have been made and mm-hmm. the show on its own. If you don't know the lore, I think holds up. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Nothing is. But as a story, I think it holds up. And, like, they're also, this is still the first season. They're still setting things up. Like, if you think of the Peter Jackson trilogies, like, (laughs) the very first movie, you get to the end of it and, like, they just bring people together. That entire movie was just bringing people together. (laughs) Right? Exactly. Um, And so this season kind of, to me, felt like that. Like, they were setting things up. And I understand the need to change the lore because a lot of, from my understanding, a lot of these events take hundreds if not thousands of years to actually Mm -hmm. happen and so you can't Mm -hmm. use the same characters or actors for you know for continuity and it becomes really hard to follow the story and it becomes like a big huge like you know history documentary type thing um and it doesn't become enjoyable so i think there is gonna be you know sacrifice of certain things in the lore as long as they're doing it with purpose and as long as it kind of retains that Mm -hmm. feel of Mm -hmm. you know that the movies have anyways I again I don't I don't know too much about the books but to me it still felt like it was in the same world as the Lord of the Rings trilogy and even the Hobbit I I don't hate the Hobbit as much again because I haven't read the books (laughs) (laughs) um but I think to me it was just like another kind of another story in that same world that I love so um, I didn't mind it as much. Didn't love s- stuff, but yeah, you kind of have to separate the adaptations online from the stories. And yes, some right. things are gonna, you know, suck, and you're gonna hate it if you, you know, you love the story as it is in the books. But mm-hmm. you know, different retellings of, you know, within the same universe are. I welcome that. Like the more we get, you know, these fantasy series online, like we like these are huge productions of fantasy huge. content that right. we you know, didn't really get for a long time. I mean, I was really young, but like, you know, our, like my parents' generation and stuff like that stuff, you know, was like niche. Nobody really, like sci-fi and fantasy on the big screen wasn't really as big. Thing, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. now we're getting, like, you know, billion dollar <laughs> show right. happening. Yeah. And it's like, this is amazing. Yes, it's not perfect, but like, just appreciate the fact that we're getting this. And because of this, we're going to get even better stories, um, you know, in the future. Right. Yeah. But in a, it's funny you say that, like, like I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s. To have Lord of the Rings and these, these high fantasy, Sandman, Lord of the Rings, mm. Game of Thrones, in the zeitgeist, in the mainstream, yeah. receiving yeah. top funding, yep. who would have thought at that yes. time when you were hiding you like those things? They're, they're going to call you weird. They're going to call yeah. you nerdy in a derogatory yeah. way. Like, <laughs> it's in the zeitgeist yeah. and we made it here and it's unbelievable and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, because coming from a comic book perspective, because um, mm-hmm. there's 80 million comic book adaptations now, nothing's going to be accurate. I don't care as much about story accuracy as I do about characterization accuracy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that carries into things like House of the Dragon and, and Lord of the Rings. Um, as long as the characters feel like they're the same characters, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. I don't need the story to be plastered word for word on the screen. But if I am watching a character that I know is supposed to be someone that I know in the comics and I'm like, who the hell is that supposed to be? That is not how that works at all. Like every time they adapt Jean Grey. Um, it, it, yeah. like it physically <laughs> hurts me. Even I know Jean Grey pain. Even I know Jean Grey I almost pain. got up and left Sorry. in the middle of Dark Phoenix. I looked at my dad and was like, that's oh not how this God. works. That's not how any of this works. Like, <laughs> so if it's that bad, then yeah, of course. You have every right to be angry. That's stupid. 
it's like someone wikipedia the character and just like ran with it <laughs> they had an idea they had an idea in their mind and then they picked a character yeah sometimes it's rough out there as a comic book fan uh but I, ironically i love sophie turner it just oh, doesn't I know. Work in that movie. she was amazing the movie was not uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just got triggered back to the theater when I sat and watched Jean Grey, one of my favorite characters of all time. Oh, no. Girl. No, I'm back. back. No, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. I don't know much about about her character, like in the comics, but that scene where it was supposed to be like her, like the climax of the movie, and it's like her scene. My favorite part was Quicksilver. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) And that shouldn't be the case. I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. on a quick tangent because we do that all the time here so it's fine um but i was watching it and like the the minute where dark phoenix i guess was unlocked i just look at my dad i go that's phoenix force are they doing phoenix force or are they doing dark phoenix because they are not the same thing that is how she got phoenix force and he goes i know i know i'm like this that's not you're separate entities I feel your pain. I feel your pain. It's like one comic book character I actually know and understand to some extent, and it's like they just keep failing at it, and I hate it. Oh, same with God. Storm. Same, same with yeah. Storm. Okay. Like, yes. Storm oh. done, man. We can all agree. If the character <laughs> is actually the character, we're good. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So that leads into your point about you know take liberties with the story and the narrative, but the stick with the concept of the character as it yeah. is on the text. Mm-hmm. Put it on the screen. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about how, like, obviously no TV show is going to be perfect. No movie is going to be perfect, except for The Princess Bride, obviously. Um, in its execution, what do we think was amiss? What, what could have been improved upon? What could have been executed better? So we talked about the relationships being basically the heart of this entire season. The yes. problem is they, they try to cram way too many relationships into one place. Mm-hmm. And now while others thrive, like Elrond and uh, Durin, you have others that suffer. Like mm-hmm. Erendir and Bron- uh, Bronwyn, like yes. they kind of kiss, kiss a little too fast for me. Yeah, I didn't feel like that they reached that point where they're they are. I mean, there's obviously some like tension, a little bit of chemistry there. They like each other, but all of a sudden, are they couple? What's going on? Like, mm-hmm. why is he trying so hard to sacrifice himself for her? What what is the mm-hmm. dynamic there? Right. So that relationship is a, a little bit um, a, a lacking for me personally. Uh, the one that's even less so is um, um, Alan Deal and his son. There's like yes. moments here and there mm-hmm. where it feels like you know, we're going to get to some point. And that's the problem with a lot of the ep- season for me. There's no payoff in most of the scenes because it just cuts it off, like, right at the at the pulse. Right before I, we get to the finish line, they cut it off and move on to the next scene. And right. I feel deflated. And they keep doing that. You can do that once or twice for, mm-hmm. to, for me to get my heart rate going. But if you do that five, six times in one episode, I am deflated by the time it's over. Like, yeah. I don't care for the outcome at that point. Because you're not giving you're not giving to me anything as a viewer, you know what I mean. So yeah, some of these relationships, in my opinion, could have been flushed out a little bit more. But that's because they crammed way too many relationships mm-hmm. and tried to establish them in one season instead of maybe giving two three episodes to to Elrond and Durin, maybe yeah. give two three episodes to Aaron mm-hmm. and Bronwyn and Theo, because mm-hmm. Southlands were the weakest part of the story. 
I agree. It's right. Mm-hmm. It, it's it becomes Mordor like at the end of the season. Like you know what I mean? Like, like no, right then and there. Yeah. Like, you're not establishing like what is the relationship between these characters? A lot of animosity. They seem to hate elves. Yeah. There's a lot of tension, but it's like we're back to the Harfoots. Then we're back to this, and it's like, can mm-hmm. we slow down just for mm-hmm. a minute? Let's talk. Let's develop this particular area of yeah. Middle Earth. And then yeah. move on. I that was my weakest part. Just to interject real quick, I think they ran yeah. into a the same problem Game of Thrones had later. Yes, yes. Because they Thank have you. an ensemble cast and everyone is in these separate factions. And so you need to yeah. see everything that's going on. But you run the risk of either dedicating an entire episode to one human and then mm-hmm. like ignoring the other ones. And then the fans of the other factions are like, hey, what the hell? Um, right. <laughs> or you give every you try to give everyone equal screen time and then there's no actual progression in the story because we get like 30 seconds with everybody. And, and yeah. the problem you get with that is yeah. then you get the dialogue that's going really hard. You know what I mean? Like it's all of a sudden they're talking life and death situations and nothing right. happens. You know what I mean? Like they're not having these little t- tiny bits of like peeling an onion off of a character mm-hmm. when they're having a conversation that's actually a little bit more down to earth, but no, they're talking end of earth, an enemy that never comes. It's like, where's the urgency here? Right. Cause you're trying to cram mm-hmm. so much in. So to me, that's a huge negative because it, it really hurt the story and, but not enough for me to not enjoy it. I still enjoyed it mm-hmm. way more than the negatives that I'm talking about. Right. So I just want to make that clear. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's my overall thought on that. Too many relationships and some were, some suffered, some were better. And I wanted mm-hmm. more out of like Isildur and his dad. Cause yeah. that's mm-hmm. an important, Isildur is an important character. Right. <laughs> I, Very important. So. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, for me, I didn't mind so much the first couple episodes doing that. Cause I understood that like, especially cause they released the first two episodes together. I think if it was just the first episode, like there wasn't quite enough there for me, but the first two episodes together didn't mind so much the cutting back and forth. And they did have that like map to kind of show, okay, we're moving from here to here. So the transition was a little less jarring, mm-hmm. but it was still a transition. But then they continued doing that for the season, you know, switching between, you know, the characters and, you know, showing a little bit here, showing a little bit there. And then they like got rid of the map. And so after a while I was like, okay, I, I have an idea of where these people are, but like the, the transitions felt more rushed. Um, and we didn't spend as much time with like individual like um, storylines. And they, I, I agree with JJ. Like I think that kind of like jumping around and not fleshing out some of those like important relationships um, did make the story suffer. Like they could have probably introduced some of them kind of later on, or you know, maybe even held off till season two if they mm-hmm. rearranged some things. But. Um, yeah, like it was it was a lot of relationships. The one relationship that I think didn't suffer from that was the Harfoot stranger relationship. We spent yes. enough time with them, but there also like didn't need to be a whole lot happening between them. Because <laughs> um, hmm. like the Harfoots, like, you know, there isn't like a whole lot of dynamic um, between them. There is enough, but like we were able to kind of understand it by kind of seeing how they interact. Whereas with, um, especially just like everything with Numenor, um, all of those relationships there, a lot of it was like through dialogue, like exposition, like telling, um, Halbrand, you know, like this is why, you know, 
this is what happened in the past, whatever, as opposed to like seeing it or as opposed to feeling it with their interactions. And like you said, like, it seems weird, like we barely got anything out of the guy. <laughs> like most of the time it was just him staring at Galadriel. When you ha- what happens yeah. to Numenor? Like that, how do you not like, how do you just expose, like put, put so much exposition on something that's really heavy, that's going to affect the future so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think again, the Southlands, I agree with you. The Southlands storyline was, was very similar in that like a lot of it was like through dialogue as opposed to mm-hmm. kind of seeing or feeling through the interactions. Um, and I think that's also why like the, the, Bronwyn Arundir relationship like didn't feel as deep to me because a lot of it was through dialogue um, right. as opposed to seeing it and like they were like talking about like you know going um like getting an orchard somewhere after all this is done and like living together and I was like okay cool but like you guys are barely even a couple at this well, like, point. who are you yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> But yeah, like I wish like we kind of would were able to like spend a little bit of time, especially with the Southlands before things just mm-hmm. you know, went sideways. Um, and e- Numenor, we got to spend a little bit more with them. But it like there were so many characters in Numenor that we were like trying to understand that it you know we didn't get as much um, time and enough with them. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the same, it was the same thing. Uh, you know, and it's funny because people complain, like one of the main complaints from, you know, a lot of these people that just wanted to be negative was like, oh, this is such a slow pace, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want it to be slow. <laughs> slow that, is slow <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> it's funny because I'm like, I want it to be slow. I, I, cause I want them, I wanted them to take their time and, and they were like giving yeah. our, as explanations of certain things just r- r- super quick instead of just leading yeah. into it yes like the whole thing with with um Gilgalad uh, explain to Elrond what's yeah. going on with the yes. news and stuff we should have spent way more time with that yeah instead of just one yeah. little like 10 minute conversation of them just like you know saying oh this is what's going on Elrond and we need Mithril like yeah what wait where <laughs> it's like this, this is the solution from? and we had just discovered Mithril I think the, yeah. this so yeah. before right it- Kellen Brimbor shouldn't have trusted Halbrand so quickly with the secrets of the freaking uh, right? whatever. Yeah. That was yeah. way too yeah. quick. I was like, yeah. that's, I, I was that's one it. like yeah, one I'm of sorry. the that's one one of the complaints that I saw from like you know the the lore people mm-hmm. um, online was that you know they they because sh- Kellen it took Sauron or Anatar or whatever mm-hmm. like a while to build a friendship with Celebrimbor. Yes. To get to the point where Celebrimbor trusted him and they're like, okay, yeah, well, we need to listen to him because he knows what he's talking about and he's cool, you know? Mm-hmm. And we just got that in like, what, five minutes? He woke yeah. up from being sick and he's like, here's yeah. all of our secrets of life and death yeah. and the destruction of Earth. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's, let's <laughs> yeah. dial down, they, they rewind. It's like the relationships that Hellbrand had with like Galadriel and um, who is it that he was working under? previously but they like used his proximity to other people to get right to trust him instead of having an actual like relationship form between a relationship the together mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. because that's the whole point of anatar or sauron he's seductive that's what he does mm-hmm. he's been doing it very slowly with galadriel like you can you see bits and pieces like mm-hmm. yeah. what is the first line in the show looks can be deceiving yeah. or names yeah. can be de- something like that he, i mean now that you go back now that you know like the outcome it's yeah. easier to pick up on those nuances right but mm-hmm. that, that's that to me was like Wait, it was just like immediately right into exposition. Here's a secret, run with it. I'm like, yeah. this this is half a season worth of 
seduction <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like yes. and how are you Absolutely. talking it's, it's so slow like it's slow it down like cut out do Southlands next season turn it into mortar next uh, season you right. know what I mean yeah. like that's that's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say Jay, uh, JJ it was uh-huh. like I would have been okay with Southlands being the second season and everything that happened with with Adar and um all of that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. this season if we, they would have concentrated on on Sauron's forming relationship with all these different people yep mm-hmm and you know, uh, again, like with Calabrimbor, with um, Galadriel, and then yeah. knowing where the hell Galad got his information from yes. about yeah. them dying and the Mithril and stuff. That would that 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 being the first season, that would have been like so good, because again, they would have they could have taken their time on that, you know. Mm-hmm. And agree. then giving us a, a the nice, cute, you know. It's slow burn story of Arondir with Bronwyn in the second season. Right. Yeah. That would have been like, th- that relationship would have thrived so much better under literally yes. their actions versus all the exposition and, mm-hmm. and just just lorry conversations. They're not having to talk about each other. They're just like, well, I am this and this and this has come. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, how? And then you make yeah. up. No, it didn't work for me personally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think if we had like postponed the whole Mord- Mordor thing into the second yes. season, then we would have spent mm-hmm. a lot more time time with Numenor as well and building up yes. those characters and like we didn't need to rush that like there's a lot going on in Numenor and again I'm not a book person but like I learned from lore masters um online and like I was like oh my god this is, this goes so deep <laughs> and yeah, like I wish right. we would have had like more time with that um and like the thing is we got two huge stake events happening in the first season and I understand wanting to like end the season with like big mind blown things like we had the um we had the whole creation of Mordor and we also had mm-hmm. the revelation of Sauron and it's like mm-hmm. and the and, and the forging of the rings. <laughs> exactly and, the forging of the of the two yeah. rings and it's like like that is that is cool <laughs> and it's really amazing to have but we also could have had one <laughs> in the right. first season and then had yeah. you know the second season could have like started or halfway through had like something big happen and then whatever big thing that they're planning for season two by the end of season two. Um, yeah. So yeah, they, well, they could have slowed down a little bit and fleshed out the characters and, and the life in the different like areas more. But it's yeah. so funny that we are saying this, like four of us are pretty much on the same page regarding this, but then the internet collective is like, yeah. it's too slow. It's just not going. I'm like, okay. They it? say it's too slow, things. but those are the same people watching Lord of the Rings, which is, 12 hours extended editions and like eight hours yes. of his walking. Oh like, <laughs> exactly. I'm the type of person, like I said, I love fantasy books and the part of fantasy books, um, anti-fi books that I love is the world building. Like yes. I, I love being able to like imagine yes. it, like the world building and the character relationships. Like those are the two big things for me um, in fantasy. And, and I think the thing that, the one thing that the season did really, really well is show like the Lord of the Rings world really well. Like visually it was breathtaking you know, on so many, in so many different scenes and so many different, lo- different levels. It was so good. Um, yeah. Like I was like, the, like I would like watch that and then go back and rewatch those scenes because they were so beautiful. And right, if we had yeah. like spent time, like, you know, feeling like we were in that world. Um, yes. I know people would have been like, Oh, it's too slow. But if they had that alongside character, um like defining characters and relationships and growth and and arcs and things like that like it wouldn't have felt slow yeah but But see the thing is i think the thing is that that's uh i i remember where i heard this or saw this was that like like uh 
fandoms like Marvel and DC and stuff, ha- or even Star Wars, sometimes they have us. They have people so used to like everything happening so fast, mm-hmm. like yeah. just mm-hmm. constant action all the time, and 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 all this stuff. We're not used to like the people are not used to that slower you know, world building and telling an actual story mm-hmm. that taking its time with it, you know? And, yeah. and that, that's probably what they probably had in mind. Like we can't do that because people are going to get maybe bored. They're going to lose interest, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's what hurt it a little bit. He was there because they were trying to temper expectations with these people. Yeah. They, I guess they've seen yeah. how, how people get with like Star Wars and, and stuff like that. So no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And yeah, like um, I can't fault them for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, 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 no. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm it's also trying to think sword. structurally, like, because I know the creators said that they know exactly what the last shot is going to be in season five. So they're expecting five seasons. Oh wow! And my okay. Guess, okay. My yeah. my best theory is that they're trying to walk it right up until like the Hobbit starts, like mm-hmm. so that we have like a full scope of Middle Earth from like the beginning of Badness mm-hmm. till the end of Lord of the Rings, um, and so it, yeah, everything really felt rushed this season, but it also felt like they were trying to set up a lot because yeah. in between yeah. here where they left us and the Hobbit. An F ton of shit happens. So, <laughs> so my guess is that they're trying to crank it out. I think it's like, like, like uh, I think it was Suhaila that said, it's thousands of years of story crammed into five yeah. seasons. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And to and be I, fair, a lot of those in- thousands of years, if you're reading the books, is the deaths and births of a lot of people. So it's very <laughs> irrelevant. Very, very little actually happens. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that, I was gonna say because uh, from what I've learned from you know the Lord people and stuff is that Tolkien didn't even write much of the second story. There's not much new nope. story. Like we don't know much of the second story. So they're basically making this uh, making this up as they go, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. you know, obviously trying to follow stuff that they they have the rights to, but the second age doesn't have anything also to really go by. So that's why they Very were able thin, to create yeah. these characters as well and these like new like you know new stories in in between. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny regarding like the complaint it's too slow and fa- fantasy. How mm-hmm. the hell do these people consume fantasy books? Wheel yeah. of Time is yeah. fifteen books and like thousand pages each. Dune has like what ten, twelve mm-hmm. books by Frank yeah. Herbert, and they're like what thou- not thousand pages, but eight hundred pages each. Yeah, it's not Rise and Fire has currently five books. One of them has pushing two thousand pages, like. These stories really, really, they are cramming a lot into very short spans and they are moving so fast, in my opinion, even in Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'm sorry, the Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. And to me, like when I hear people say it's going too slow, I'm like, what? How do you read fantasy? How did you read all of it? I want to know. Like, Arya Stark, Arya Stark travels for 6,000 pages to get to one of the, uh, from one continent to another. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, how are you? Yeah. I just want to. I don't want to know that mindset. Be, be, but that's the, the thing. Like, watching think, that. Well, those I are the same people like, reading the books and being like, "This is this is it." I'm like, "This is the driest thing I've ever read in my life." What do you mean? <laughs> I know. No, and what I'm saying is, I think they they since I I don't understand if you're if you're a book reader and 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 then they you know that you're gonna get a show. But you're desperate to just get all the main events 
all at once. Why? Right. If the, yeah. the, what's the beauty of, the, of these stories is the journey that it takes to get there. Everything that happens in between, yeah. you know? I feel, the same, I feel the same way about House of the Dragon and the time jumps. I feel like there could have been some more things fleshed out before we did that. Um, My biggest critique of the show right now. Yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah, right? We, we did say that because we, we didn't get to see these relationships. Like, I think my biggest gripe is going to be Harwin and Rhaenyra. Where that was the a fuck was that re- I mean, sorry. Where the hell was that relationship <laughs> My yeah. like, my biggest wanted- gripe is the way they wrote Allison and Rhaenyra because like they're like yeah. in the first scene they're best friends and then second and scene then, no. I, but like they they didn't they clearly didn't understand how to write female relationships no because had they really been as close as they wanted us to believe they were there's no way in hell Allison wouldn't have told Rhaenyra that she was going to marry her dad like oh my god look what my dad is making me do. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And Rainier would have understood, and that's that's the fun, like, because they are both living under the same set of rules. And if mm-hmm. she confided in her oh friend God, as she should have, so right. yep. it would have been a different mm-hmm. outcome in a lot of ways. But that's usually what happens when you, like, to me, that it was a massive change that I don't quite understand why they did it. Allison is much mm-hmm. much older in the text and she's ah. a stepmother figure to Rhaenyra so they mm-hmm. invented this whole young friendship between two age similar actresses interesting so to mm-hmm. me that's why i think they struggle because they could have done the whole uh, stuffy stepmother not like you know uh, stepdaughter i get that i understand that that is mm-hmm. a trope that i'm familiar with and i can do deal with yeah. that but you aged her down by like almost a decade it made wow. her best friend. Wow. So yeah. I don't I don't understand that yeah. change and it didn't work. Like you said, one work. episode they are like almost like in love. There was, I was a lot like, of like okay, the first thing I saw at the screen when I saw the way Rhaenyra was looking at her, I was like, Oh gay, they're gay. Excuse me? <laughs> and Rhaenyra is canonically bi, so Allison not so sure Thank but <laughs> Rhaenyra was in love with Damon's wife for a long time. They spent a lot of time together. Um, and she was more age close to her as well. So those changes, like, to me, like, okay, now your story is suffering right now because you made that massive change because you wanted to humanize Allison, but you took away Elena and some of her scenes and some of her yeah. uh, badassery. So some changes then, work, some don't. But and I yeah. also think part of it was the shows were in production around the same time. I think Rings mm-hmm. of Power definitely started first, but right as uh, Game of Thrones was winding down, they were like, we have all of these spinoffs, and House of Dragon yeah. is the only one that survived. Um, so they've, they've been running parallel for a while, and I honestly think it was a rush to be like, who can get this out first? First, <laughs> yeah, right. no, you're right. Because you have Sandman, Rings of Power, House of the Dragon, and then you have like, when did Andrew come out? It was supposed to come out in August, wasn't it? Yeah, Andor, yeah, Andor's yeah. out. But Mid-August. those two, yeah, they're all the same like fantasy, but those two are very similar genres and subgenres. So right. running parallel is a detriment to one of them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were just trying to be the one that was out first. I really think that came into play. And yeah. they're both suffering from the same problem, cramming a lot exactly. of things into mm-hmm. short span yeah. when you have a yeah. whole bunch of things that are missing out that's going to make the payoff feel later. Like I was discussing when uh, one of my uh, mutuals on Twitter, I'm like about Kristen Cole. There's oh. something huge that happens with Kristen Cole that, or am I going to feel the same way when I read that part? 
I don't know now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, are that's, you telling that's... me that there's something in the book that would make me care about Crispy Cole? <laughs> you probably like him even less. And his existence. You could, you probably like him even less. <laughs> oh, okay. but although he he did not murder Joffrey Lawnmouth. All right, Callous, I will say that was a moment. That was a... He uh, Joffrey Lawnmouth dies in a book during a tourney. He's in a coma for seven mm-hmm. days, and he dies with Lanor by his side. His face wasn't turned into. Mush, mush meat <laughs> at a wedding, oh, which should have gotten Kristen Cole beheaded for murder, but that yep. was, I think. <laughs> yeah, yep. some of these changes just don't make yeah. sense. Like, right. it, there's no way that he would have just. It doesn't matter whether Alicent like wanted to ha- keep him by her side. It doesn't Viserys matter. Would He's have the king. I mean, I think we established Viserys was a weak ass king. So, well, true, but but the thing is, he does actually care about like keeping like things peaceful, and like there's, well, I mean, okay, maybe not because Lenor couldn't have been publicly as upset as he would have wanted to, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I was gonna say maybe to like to like kind of keep the peace with um, the Velaryons, like he would have like done something to Kristen. Um, but maybe not. But the one, the one thing with Rainier and Alicent that, like, with the changes that they made, it now kind of mm-hmm. feels like um, high school revenge. Yeah. <laughs> like with That's what happens right. between them, and then like the betrayals and whatever. It feels like it's like they're setting these things up of like, oh, she betrayed me. Oh, I feel betrayed by her. Oh, like I hate her now. Like as opposed to like things like you know them each having agency and yeah. each of Such them a child. working yes. towards their own gain. Right. right, they took they took away some of the agency from Alice, and she's a very active player in the things that happen. So, some changes yeah. I don't like, but like now there's some complaints regarding the leaked episode, which we're not going to get into. But yeah. people forget that you know the text is unreliable. But aging down Alicent was a deliberate choice. Yeah, yeah, deliberate yeah. change from canon. So, yeah. Well, okay. So there were two major reveals in the season finale. One was outwardly stated, and the other mm-hmm. one was simply heavily implied, but those who know, know. What are we feeling about those two major reveals? Are you talking about the leaked episode? Um, no. Um, so, Sauron, well, oh, Halbrand. We're back to Rig- Halbrand, we're back Sauron, I guess. <laughs> um, and then uh, the stranger being Gandalf. Mm-hmm. See, I I kind of had a feeling on both. I'll be honest. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, Halbrand maybe I was. There were some moments where he kind of looks ominous, almost. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then there's yeah. some moments where he's heroic and he's this. It was weird. The, the stranger, I was like, that's gotta be Gandalf. It's it's too yes. obvious. But yeah. uh, Sauron maybe less so. Good. I I pegged. The, I have a TikTok video from like the second episode, and I pegged Gandalf immediately. Yeah. It was okay. honestly <laughs> gave it away for me. Wasn't even the fact that he fell from the sky because I don't know enough of the lore for that. It was the way that the actor cupped the butterfly. Oh, because it reminded me of when Gandalf was stuck in the tower uh, with Saruman and. Uh-huh sent the message via the butterfly and I was like oh that's Gandalf oh, yes. oh my god for me it was the interaction with, like the very first interaction yes. with Nori I was immediately like this is Gandalf like I don't like I know the whole like fire being cold some people are like oh no yeah. he must be evil but I'm like no but he's also a magical being like yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it's magic. Um, but to me, that first interaction with Nori, where he's like really disoriented, just the way that the actor played that specific scene, I was like, this yeah. is Gandalf. <laughs> it screamed Gandalf to me, and then they put him in gray robes, and I was like, Gandalf. And then I think the actor did an insanely phenomenal job as well because he had to have studied the mannerisms of Ian McKellen yeah. because that's yeah, what gave do. it to me. Like, I'm yeah. like, and but then, like, so partly cool. through when they started trying that. to, like... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Tia. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I was just talking to my <laughs> um, Yeah, like, to me, there was no doubt that it was Gandalf right away. And then when they started, like, being really heavy-handed, trying to make us convinced that he was Sauron, I'm like, it's Gandalf. <laughs> like, they tried too hard. <laughs> tried that. Too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to make us, like, doubt who he is. And I'm like, look, if they change it, fine, that's fine. But to me just screams Gandalf. Yeah. This is just from the movies. Like, and the, yeah. just from the and movies. The, and then that's one of another issues, and I think it, it costs the story a little bit, and it goes along with the whole cramming a lot of things in different places. I am not a fan of mystery boxes, mystery <laughs> box style of ta- storytelling. I never was. The payoff is never worth it because it takes a lot of um, a, it takes a lot of effort into one specific thing in order for the, for the mystery box when it unravels that it makes sense or it's satisfying. So mm-hmm. I think they were trying to keep the audience on the uh, on their toes, but audiences are not stupid for the most part. You know, ignoring mm-hmm. the, f- the f- crying fanboys, most <laughs> viewers are not dumb. <laughs> they kind oh, yeah. of I had a lot of people dumb. insulting me for thinking it was Gandalf. Oh, <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't have to believe it's Gandalf, but... But I'm right. Now you have to make a TikTok video. I told you. <laughs> you were all pricks about it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the Hellbrand Hellbrand one, again, actually, yeah. I actually, I actually, I actually like the Hellbrand one because I think now that I'm like, because the whole relationship with um, Gend- or Galadriel and, and Hellbrand. Initially, I was like, why is this guy still around? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe like King of the Southlands. I'm like, okay, maybe he has some use. And then it was, it wasn't even me who thought he, he was Sauron. It was, um, uh, New Better, uh, Do Better, New Better? New Better, um, Do Better. Do better. Yeah, exactly. He was the first one that I had, like, I was, I was unsure of Halbrand, but I didn't think he was Sauron, but I was like, he's kind of sketch. And then when he started saying it's Sauron, I was like, wait a minute, maybe. <laughs> and then I think like the way that they did the reveal, like, that to me had enough of a payoff, but it also mm-hmm. would have been like now that like if you go back and, and either rewatch or think through like that entire relationship, you're like, oh. <laughs> but if they had had that from the beginning, where you know you know who it is, um, that would have just like we would have had different reactions to those scenes. I think yeah. one of the things is they wanted yeah. enough mystery there that it got people talking and like yes. you don't know what's going to happen next. That Again, was a huge it, conversation. Maybe like more yeah. Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, House of the Dragon style of like you don't know what's going to happen next or you're like kind mm-hmm. of, I don't know if that's necessarily what they were going for, but like having the internet being like, you know, on two sides of an issue being like, this is this, this is no, and like, you know, back and forth, back and forth and like sharing theories and, and evidence and whatever is one thing that they wanted to have. And so mm-hmm. they got that, but at what, at, at what expense? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're a smart yeah. showrunner, you're going to create a conversation that's going to sort of transcend yeah. time after time, episode after episode. And to me, like mm-hmm. the shot uh, in the, the, the reflection in the, in the ocean or the yes. sea, uh, worth it like i so i any it. problem i had like any quips any little thing i'm like when that <laughs> happened i was like oh yeah. 
my god <laughs> who filmed this yeah. give them flowers i worth it everything was worth it <laughs> It was so hot. Good. I'm sorry. I'm a fan. No, that was. That scene was so good. I know we still so didn't good. want him to be um, so hot on because I'm like, their chemistry is so good. So good. It was yeah. so good. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> 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 But see, that's what that's what's so amazing. That's the whole point of Sauron and the way they did him because that's how he had all of us convinced and fooled and and yes. doubting and questioning everything. And that's that mm-hmm. was the like I think that was so great yeah. <laughs> that they did mm-hmm. like that because that's that's who he that's exactly how he's supposed to be. Like and so that I was reaction right now. Why? That tells you everything. (laughs) Exactly. Like it was like, what? Oh my god! No, because I every time that they, I I always always like when once at the beginning I had no idea. You know, I was like, oh, he's a stranger. We're gonna see who it is. But then he started doing these little things here and (laughs) there, and it's like, "Mm, I don't know. There's something weird. I mean, I I still wasn't convinced that it was Sauron, but it was just like, "Eh, there's the something there. I don't know, Halbrand. You kind of you kind of mm-hmm. sketch right there, yeah. And then when so he killed people like, in, the, in the Numenor, when he killed all those uh, people that uh, yeah, when he did, I was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Was brutal. That made me question. I was like, I'm like that's mm-hmm. a bit much. <laughs> but then he goes and says, "Oh no, I want to stay in Numenor. Why are you trying to make me leave?" I'm like, oh, "Okay, well, okay, never mind yeah. then. Maybe it's not." Because <laughs> yeah, you know, to me, Sauron was like yeah. always wanting to try and go, and you know, why would he want to stay in Numenor, being a simple smith? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, but that, this is yeah. this is where book knowledge comes in a yes. little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah. Sauron it was kind of back and forth. Like, I actually really liked the Halbrand reveal, even though it took me a minute to process what had just happened. Um, because <laughs> one of the things with Sauron is at his beginning, he really kind of goes back and forth. Like, am I good or am I going to go full evil? Um, yeah. And then he, like, fully repents And then he's told that he needs to go somewhere to, like, work off all of the evil shit he's done. He's like, you know what? That sounds a lot of, like, like a lot of work. I'm not going to do that. And then it goes (laughs) full evil. So... If I remember correctly, didn't like uh, in the least in uh, in the in the lore, didn't he like seduce or convince the king of Numenor or something to rebel against the elves? And it's something like that. Exactly, something like that happened. So I figured he would stay in when he's like, "I'm going to stay in Numenor." I'm like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay, Uh okay, all right." That that gave me like a little bit of a, and then he goes back to Middle Earth with uh, Gladiel and the crew. I'm like, "Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, maybe we're." Maybe I can ship this. Maybe I can ship this like without guilt. (laughs) (laughs) But But no. And I think no, though. If you go back and and like now again, if you go back and think about it, and like it's like wait, certain moments, like the way he would convince certain people to do certain things, like when he was in jail in Numenor, and then he would tell like he told Farazan, "Well, what do you think she's gonna do?" Like he put Mm -hmm. that little seed in his head to, ah. to, to what Farazan did next. Yeah. And then he, he would yeah. do the same yeah, thing with Galadriel. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Even but, Galadriel, she almost clocks him for it too. Right. right. When she's oh, so close. Convincing him to go. She's like, oh, some may think that you got me to get you an army, right? And she mm-hmm. almost clocks him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, 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 that's I'm going to have to rewatch and be like, dumb, dumb. Should have figured that one out. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. That makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. But is he going to go back now to Numenor in some shape or form? 
Probably. So how is that? They has to, right? I well, mean, we ended the with the illusion of the New eye, York right? being destroyed somehow. Oh, you're right. It did. So, you're right. It was right after because his physical body at that point is destroyed during cataclysm. Again, they're changing things. They're not following an exact mm-hmm. event. Or right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when he cannot be what he wants to be anymore. He could shift into anything at that point, like snakes and beautiful yeah. blonde looking whatever. But like after mm-hmm. Numenor's fall and the cataclysm, that's when his physical being is no longer. Right. Hmm. I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm really curious that because yeah. he went back to Middle Earth. Because when, when he was staying, I was like, oh, he wants to stay in Numenor. Oh, I see where this is going. But then he goes, I don't know. It was confusing. But yeah. Well, yeah. Nice and Mortar, and I guess two. he's there because he was going to go take revenge on Adar and stuff, I guess. Mm. Oh, Adar. We haven't talked about Adar. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. why else would he go to Mordor? Season. Like, what would be the reason so. for him to go there? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, either to get the army or to get back at Adar, or both. Both, to both. get both, yeah. 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 Which, again, we didn't talk about the Galadriel and Adar scene, that conversation, probably the best <gasps> scene oh, in man. the entire season. I agree. Okay. By far. Like, I kept rewatching that one. The way that Galadriel's darkness just jumped out. She was like, yes. no, let's kill them all, genocide, everybody. And he's like, these are my dark children. They're just seeking place to exist i mean their existence mm-hmm. being a creation of his own but it was i loved it that was that was yeah, the best it, piece it, of dialogue it just a, the juxtaposition mm-hmm. of of like you know am i really are they really bad even though they were created by the same people that created you mm-hmm. you know did they like, have a choice in their exist? creation yeah. and she's like oh but you're a, a a malformation or a bastardization of who i am you know yeah yeah he's like but they're still living creatures so, As if yeah. they had a choice in their own creation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But now you want to get rid of them, not give them a chance to ex- to exist. Like the yeah. complete erasure of something they didn't have a choice in. Like the clones yeah. in Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, excited. I'm sorry. I- <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. Um, the yeah. other... The other scene I wanted to mention, just because I'm hoping it's going to have some impact later, I'm going to be really upset if there's no payoff to this, was when Galadriel is talking to Theo, and she, was it, was, <gasps> was it when she was talking to Theo? And she mentions her husband. Oh, yes. right. Yeah. Yes. What was his name again? Caliborn. Yes. Halbrand. Thank you. because there was some internet discourse on this too how she mentions him and he's supposed to be an important player and they imply that he's dead i was like well they didn't actually imply that she simply said she hadn't seen him since that day yeah so somebody she lost yeah well because she did she hasn't seen him so like Hmm. to her it's the same yeah. But that doesn't mean he's dead. Yeah. yeah. I have this a brilliant is- idea for um, the showrunners for season two. <laughs> get Charlie to play her husband. <laughs> yes. And get another actor to play Anatar. <laughs> oh, I like it. Keep the chemistry. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what peti- I'm putting my name on that petition. <laughs> I wish it would actually like work because but like the reason it wouldn't work is because like if he looked like her husband she would have clocked him right away right but yeah yeah, yeah. Anyways, but when did, when did they the meet chemistry. when did they meet Kelborn and uh and 
Like first age, right? Uh, yeah, it was first I age. Think so. I think so. I have a timeline okay. here. Because um, <laughs> I do know that their kids, if I remember correctly, their daughter yeah, married Elrond, her. right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, that, and, then, and Elrond's daughter is Arwen. Yes. yes. In, uh, the, okay. Yes. All right. Yes, I'm your time is correct. Yeah, because our, our Arwen is Galadriel's uh, grandchild, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But they're elves, so they all look the same age. They all look the same. Yeah. Good point. Awesome. Some but age and then they stop. <laughs> like, oh, I'm choosing to stop at like age 45. I feel myself right. the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't stop I right look like this forever now. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? You pick your favorite time. Oh, yeah, I look especially good today. Especially, yes, especially, especially snatched. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking today. This is the rest of my existence. No, my hair looks lovely. My skin's clear. Skin is clear. I'm feeling good. Okay, guys, oh, last time. question. Yes. Season two, what do they need mm-hmm. to accomplish? What do we need to see? What are changes that need to be made in order for this season to be better than the last one? Oh, um, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll, it's going to go back to the critiques that I think most of us had, that most of us are on the same page mm-hmm. about. Just kind of maybe just slow it down. These important moments need sort of building. Um, I want to know if they're going to go back with Sauron going to Numenor. I want to see how that unfolds. I think that's going to be interesting because I think Numenor deserves a little bit more fleshing out. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see more of Erendir. Like so far, we've only seen mm-hmm. him just fight and have a connection here and there, but we haven't seen this character really like make huge, huge impact on things. You know what I mean? Right. So I definitely want to see more of him. Um, Elrond and Durin, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dwarf person in this world. I love them so much. (laughs) I just want more dwarves. And our friends here. Yeah. Like I want it all, but not everything at once. (laughs) (laughs) Everything and all at once. No. (laughs) Maybe like dwell in a little bit of the world building. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we, you, yeah. we met the characters, we understand their relationships. They might be sped up, but we understand what they're about. Maybe do a little bit of magic, develop that. Mm-hmm. How does it function? How does it work? Because magic is the fun yeah. part of this. So yeah. I am hoping for more magic. Yeah. I want to I wanna see more conflict within the elves. I know we got hints of it, but it was very mm-hmm. high level and they were still, they kind of banded together against mm-hmm. this like, you know, fading mm-hmm. thing. But I want to see them kind of get at odds and I also want to see the elves evaluate how they look at their role in Middle Earth because we kind of got a little bit of that with um, Galadriel and how she was looking at the orcs or the Uruk um, and how they like you know are basically just using the dwarves right and yes Elrond's not using them like Elrond has a relationship with them but for Gil-Galad and Celebrimbor it's like their means to an end and so kind of like if like I want to see there being things questioning kind of whether they're actually like good beings and what they're doing and what, how they're accomplishing things in middle earth, whether that's actually good or not. And in, in, in how it um, affects others in, in middle earth. Um, I want to see more of the dwarves too. Um, like we keep getting like sad stories of the dwarves in yeah. movies. And so, and this is them at like the height of like, like just, Oh man, seeing um, like seeing, the, the the mountain that they're in seeing like their like hints of like how they're living um 
like Disa's story. Like I, I just I want to see more of them at like peak. <laughs> yeah, Casa um, Doom is like so massive, yeah. like such a rich, yeah. rich empire. I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much time we have because we did see um, like <laughs> the danger below, right? Um, that's yes, they right. sealed it up for now, oh but it's still like this looming danger. So I don't know how long we're gonna have, but I think whatever time we have with them, and I hope it's at least another season or so. Um, that they like do it justice and actually like show us like them digging them do, like how they live their day to day like it was really cool to see that the very first interaction we get between Elrond and Durin was that competition and I, I was like oh yeah. this is really like, I hadn't even like you know seen that before um, yeah and even with like you know you know the father son relationship but then like when he like grabs the necklace I don't know if it's like a necklace or a collar or something and right. it's like oh like, they, like you know seeing the, the line of succession, seeing how, like, the prince's mm-hmm. role is versus the king versus, like, you know, everybody else living there and, like, how they live in their civilization. I would love to see more of that. Yeah, just, like, stories more fleshed out. Yeah, I don't need to love it, badass, at fighting. But, like, I want to see him more day-to-day with, without, you know, the end of the world looming over him and yes. having to save everyone. Um, like, yeah. And then yeah, the stranger. That's I think that's the one that I'm a little like more most excited about. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. It's up there for me. Is seeing Gandalf because I'm still, like I'm, some people are like, oh maybe it's not Gandalf. Anyways, it's no, Gandalf. it's Gandalf. It's Gandalf. <laughs> it's Gandalf. Yeah. Um, I was listening. It's Gandalf. Yeah, it's Gandalf. <laughs> and you follow your nose. What was the, the follow your low? nose in the dialogue? Oh man, yeah. the, the whole dialogue <laughs> cemented it for me. Um, he, yeah. he was also talking about how, like, just letting, like, the fates kind of dictate your actions kind of thing, which was, like, very similar mm-hmm. to something he had said previously. I don't have the exact quotes, but, again, everything just screams Gandalf. But, yeah, seeing him travel east and whatever he does there to discover himself, to, like, gain his powers, however that looks like, I really want to know. Because, like, Gandalf, like, he's, and, and just all the wizards that we see in the movies, they've just already existed. They already got yeah. their, you know, their groove on. They They know what they're doing. Um, to some extent, but they, they've got their powers. They know it's up. Like we don't ever see them getting to that point. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. All right. So I'm going to get, I'm going to have a little bit of faith with the showrunners yeah. and just say <laughs> that this first season was them trying to, like you said, establish the world, the, the, the characters of who, you know, and, and all of that stuff. And that's why it was like so packed and rushed and stuff. And now in the second season, we're going to take our time with one or two of those storylines, mm-hmm. not all right. of them at the same time again. That's what I would yeah. like at least, you know, and flush out really, you know, more in detail, everything that's going on with them, their relationships and their worlds and stuff. And, and like JJ said, I want to see now, hopefully now we're going to start seeing more magic as well, because that's one of the mm-hmm. biggest things in Tolkien was, the elves with their magic and the wizards and and you know uh, and and all that stuff. So I'm I'm hoping that we we're gonna get to see more magic and hopefully if one of the stories is the Southlands or like the people from the Southlands, I'm okay with that because I do want to see where that's gonna lead Theo mm-hmm. um, because of how Galadriel like spoke to him because I really thought Theo was just gonna be I was gonna hate him the whole yeah. time. Yeah, no, <laughs> because like you. the way he was acting and everything. Yeah. But yeah. I love that he got a little bit of arc after Galadriel spoke to him, the way that he reacted to what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I really, really love that. Um, so I'm hoping to see like we get more characterization with Arondir, with Bronwyn and Theo in that mm-hmm. second season. 
And but of course, I, I know we're gonna get also more, you know, Sauron and stuff because that's where we. Oh, oh, maybe we won't. Maybe they'll leave us there, and yeah. then that whole season we're yeah. not even gonna see him for some reason. It's possible. That would be it's cool. Actually, I don't yeah. agree. That's not the, that, not the worst they, thing. There's, there's a lot of shows that do stuff like that. You know, they leave us like that, and then we don't see them until like the third season. I would rather like see his effects before I see him again. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a really yeah. great way to build the characters and the tension because yes. we only just gonna we, we left off with three rings being forged. Mm-hmm. But before yeah. he forges the one ring, there are other rings given out. Correct. Yep. So exactly. we still got to get there. We need the other factions to feel like something bad is coming and mm-hmm. and yeah. mm-hmm. there are more rings being forged and then the one ring happens so yeah 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 i don't think we're we gonna get I, I, I have a feeling we're not gonna get sauron for that for that season i i hope so exactly. i hope that, that. i hope that I, that would be cool though yeah i think numen i, I think the other storyline that i would like to see other than maybe the southlands it could be Southlands or the Doors. The Doors, JJ, you already know I love them too. Love the Doors, <laughs> but it would be Numenor <laughs> for sure. Them. I want to spend more time on Numenor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Because th- there's like the, the their story is very important it's and huge. very big, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we didn't spend enough time there, you know, establishing that. Especially with you know, from what I heard from the Lord people, it was that mm-hmm. Farazan is like gonna try and take over mm-hmm. now that you know the king. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I want to see all of that, but I want to see. I don't want it to be rushed because I want to see yeah, all that yeah. political play, like we're seeing in Andor. I want to take their, I want them to take their time with that political play. Yeah, I mean it is, yeah. and it's the place of like Anatar's physical death. You know what I mean? Like, so you gotta make, make uh, bring your case to it. And yeah, like you guys yeah. said, if you take away Sauron from season two, it's definitely going to build tension because right now I feel like there's mm-hmm. no sense of urgency with any other faction. Right. The, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elves are concerned about their own existence. You know, like the mm-hmm. tree is dying. We yeah. need this, this, and that. Like, but like nobody else feels a sense of urgency that yeah. this looming darkness is going to engulf the world. Yeah. Like, if they don't yeah. have urgency, why should the audience? Yeah. So season two, absolutely. Build the tension, build a fear, make mm-hmm. them feel afraid because it doesn't feel that way right now. Yeah, I think yeah. that's 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 a good idea. That. Once again, we're all on the same page. This is the most pleasant conversation yeah. I've ever had on a TV show. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> awesome, you guys. Well, um, we're going to wrap up. It was so nice talking to all of you. You guys all have some very thoughtful commentary, and it was just really nice talking to people who really watch critically. Sometimes you get on the internet and it's like, it's Ooh, just it's a rough. show, relax. I'm like, no, no, but like, but like, watch it though. Like, yes. <laughs> like I'm feeling things when I'm watching it. So like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, that was great. <laughs> I mean, maybe watch it. I don't think. Like, it's, it's the same vibe as people who do things for fun. I don't get that. I'm a competitive person. Why are you doing it if I'm not going to be good at it? That's, that's yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's good. <laughs> Same thing with watching TV. Why are we Why are we watching it if I'm not going to analyze it? <laughs> yeah, you're, if they're watching it to react, that's a whole different way to experience yes. media. Yeah. Then you're yeah. not actually consuming with the product that you're given and it crit- mm. critically analyze. You're just waiting to react so you can tweet your little outreach yeah. quick base so that, yes. so that all oh of us can God. make TikTok videos on you. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I want it to take me out of the stress of like my world and then into the stress of another world. Exactly. <laughs> I need to project my stresses on the fictional characters. And Galadriel and now I can't ship them anymore. I'm stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yes. No, give it up. Okay, okay. Yeah. I will yeah. I will accept something like I will I will accept that they won't get together if we get Thranduil. If we get Lee Pace making an appearance somewhere in this show. You know what? Oh, that's that's that was a reasonable request. It's a possibility. I, I asked that question. Very important on TikTok. I was like, oh, can we get him? And he's like, yes, because he is alive during the same he's age. He's in the same age. Yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. mess with my emotions. I'm fragile. <laughs> yeah. I will so not have this. <laughs> I just want the piece of everything. So, so, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, so season two finale, JJ on TikTok. I hate this freaking season. It had no lead pace in it. <laughs> my expectations weren't delivered. And I blame you. This will be okay. our fault. This is my and fault. And then you will know how every broke fanboy feels every time he comes out of a Marvel movie. <laughs> there cameos. Okay, but <laughs> make me give him my every glub shit or every two seconds for me to enjoy something ridiculous. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, oh my god! Just <laughs> yeah, like watching. Yeah, that was something I was thinking about earlier with like the fantasy world thing. There's like watch watching because you want action in a fantasy setting. And then there's watching because you want the fantasy setting. Mm. <laughs> like oh, like there's no, those there's, are two different. Be, yeah, yeah, and it's like it's fine to want the action in the fiction fictional setting. Like I'm not saying that that's wrong, but they're two different ways of watching. And it's like yeah, I want like the big yeah. cool magical things happening in this fantasy world. And then there's yes, you know, I want to see that how this fantasy world works and then yeah. have a story and characters. my other complaint about house of the dragon not enough dragons <laughs> yes <laughs> trust me trust me don't get jj started <laughs> no. get attached to dragons <laughs> <laughs> but see that's what i appreciate about the hardfoots because there was no crazy action going on and it felt mm-hmm. so fantastic yeah yeah well everything was connected and deep and emotional and all of their stakes mm-hmm. were like real human Don't stakes hide. yes yes yeah it was it was nice to watch yeah. Yeah. yeah and you could feel how they are as a society you could feel how they are but like you know the relationships between them and like the comedy and the sass and oh it was so good yeah but yeah i think like, they had the most development stakes, concerning but... their world out of all of them yeah mm-hmm. they had the most yeah. uh you like you like they you were there with them. how things yeah. are supposed to happen every single yes. year and if it doesn't quite <laughs> you, you understood what they were about what their purpose is what they're trying to do trying mm-hmm. to serve, I, I, yeah it, if, it, it felt most grounded of all the stories yeah yeah yeah. The yeah. Whole season. yeah and i felt they had the best grasp of how the world works mm-hmm. in middle mm-hmm. earth like the elves have like they kind of look at it from like this high point because <laughs> they live for yeah. so long that little yeah. things that happen, you know, they're not very concerned. And like, I mean, everybody saw like the, um, the comet or, you know, the falling start, whatever, and like go through the sky and everybody's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh my God. <laughs> you're so right. Is, like, yeah, good point. She goes and explores and she finds it. And then they realize it's a stranger. And they're like, what does it mean? And like, you know, like, to, yeah. I'm pretty sure they don't see falling stars every day, but yeah, nobody felt <laughs> super concerned. Um, I mean, maybe maybe in the Southlands they did a bit because they were already seeing things happening. 
Right. Like, yeah. The yeah. yeah. stakes are a little like bit a higher. Huge, yeah. Yeah. Huge event to them. But it wasn't just Nori too. Like Sadok had that, that that in his book. Like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. I, it looked like his book was prophetic, basically. Like and very the, prophecy. And a that lot whole, of like. And the whole story was had most magic if book. you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because yeah. oh the red the the red whatever the fallen star he saw that and he's mm-hmm. like oh that's not a good sign it's like mm-hmm. they're they're sprinkling in just a little bit of their own what they interpret certain events as like yeah. I, I love that stuff like yeah. confuse me please confuse me so that when that shows up later that I can interpret it in a certain way confuse me that's what I want out of that yeah. story yeah <clears throat> yeah the whole constellation even at the beginning with the two guys that had like the huge antlers and then Sada yeah. goes and is like oh there's that's right here in my book. Yeah. Yes. I was like, wait, why? How? Sure, I need to rewatch yeah, this whole it's like season his, again. It's such a rich history of like their ancestors for generations and generations putting all of mm-hmm. this knowledge together and that's what keeps them alive. And without it, yeah. like they wouldn't make it. That's it. And so like that's you it. can see how important not just their own relationships are, but their entire history and the things that their people have gone through and the way that they've adapted and the, their lifestyle and the reason they make these migrations and when and why and where. And it's it's so, so good. It's yeah. so rich. And I'm really glad. Like some people were like, oh, that, that line, like that storyline was like useless and it could have just been like a couple scenes. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> like, I understand it's there was a bit of repetition. The whole world. Yeah. And like, yes, it's there really, was a and, bit and of I love that like, we took that little bit of time with um, seeing uh, pa- Nori's family, Poppy, and doing that migration, yeah. showing them migrating, yes. and everything that yes. they had to go through. Yes, <sighs> that should made me and cry. Just it like, made yeah, me like cry. the vast distances that they go. Like they're the ones that mm-hmm. that are in the most danger out of all of the different peoples in Middle Earth. Yeah, the right. stay where they are. The the <laughs> The dwarves are in their in their mountain, like the humans. Yeah, they're kind of a you know they settle and they adapt and they kind of maybe move around a little bit. I or think they were the only on. ones. They were the only ones <laughs> that didn't have like crazy time time jump things going on because mm-hmm. we actually they actually took their time having seen them migrate. Consistency. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because when we got Celebrimbor and Elendor just immediately in front of the caves, I'm like, how the hell did they <laughs> get there so quick? Yeah. No, and then you're we, right. And you're then right. we got you're a right. shot of the, um, uh, of like the tower being built. And it was like the episode after the dwarves agreed to help them out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, how did they get half of the tower done so quickly? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like how much time has passed? Um, but yeah, no, the, their storyline yeah, was the like, Harfits, yeah, I think the most were... magical. It it was it felt small scale, but when you look at it through their lens, it's like the biggest yeah. stakes. Mm-hmm. Yes, like Nori said at the end, they it seems big because we're small. Oh yes. yeah, oh, I love oh, that. I love that. So <laughs> oh, that line made me laugh as I was like streaming tears. because <laughs> 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 at first I'm like, oh no, he's gonna go off on his own. You know, like he's not gonna have Nori or any of the Harfoots with him. And then when they tell her, like, you know, here's your backpack, go with him. I was like already in tears. <laughs> and then like the family, and then Poppy. For I thought Poppy was gonna go with her, but she wasn't like carrying anything. And I was like, no, no, please, please go with her. <laughs> she didn't end up going with her, but yeah, no, I was like just tears and then that line made me laugh but yeah it was good please follow us on twitter at temple of geek follow us on facebook at facebook.com slash temple of geek and
And remember to visit templeofgeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.